Hi there and welcome. The First Christian Church podcast ministry features the teaching and preaching of the First Christian Church in downtown Roseburg, Oregon. Here's today's message. Good morning, church family. It is such an honor to be here this morning. I was uh, looking forward to uh, being with you. It's my first time in Roseburg. And uh, I want to thank each and every one of you for having us, uh, particularly Miss Arlene, who's been communicating with me and, and uh, getting us ready for this and also getting to meet uh, Pastor Daniel here this morning. And so I'll keep my portion brief because I actually want to uh, keep most of our time for Pastor Dorless, who's going to bring the word for us. He's been in the mission for I don't know how long, but 16 years. yeah, 17 years. So he's seen a lot of movement in the mission in terms of, you know, things happening and, and the changes in the country. Um, so just a little bit about the uh, Haitian Christian mission. My father, uh, the late Dr. Etienne Prophet, uh, many of you know him as Stephen. Um, <laughs> so uh, he founded the mission in 1974. Uh, so we've been uh, doing ministry in Haiti for 50 years this year. And so uh, while we want to take credit for that and, um, you know, point to the wonderful work that we've done, we know that all of this has only been possible because of God's grace and uh, his provision, his favor, and uh, keeping us safe in Haiti. And as well as our friends that's come to Haiti year after year after year, uh, which we have not been able to do the past four to five years, which has not been too safe for us to bring our friends to Haiti to do ministry with us. Hopefully we can do that again soon. Uh, but uh, he's really been uh, the center of what we do in Haiti. And so uh, the main thing that we do is evangelism. Um, it's 22 churches that we directly support in Haiti. Uh, the pastors of those churches are the centerpiece of those communities that we serve. Um, they take care of everything from, um, you know, making sure that the, the food distribution, when we do that, happens properly and, and, and a whole host of leadership activities that they take care of. And then we also have 10 schools that we directly support um, uh, throughout those communities as well. And so it's been very challenging lately in Haiti to do ministry. Um, I don't know, some of you that get our newsletters, I do encourage you to look at our newsletters and when they come out to sign up for that because it kind of gives you an update month by month of what's going on in Haiti. And, um, you know, especially now the gang violence has gotten uh, kind of the best of some of the places that we do ministry. Um, but God's been great. You know, we still manage to do uh, several baptisms every year, uh, a couple hundred last year, just over 200. Um, and uh, teen retreats, things of that nature making sure that our, our teenagers um, get the proper uh, activities and the interactions they need to kind of keep going. And so, so those are the things that, that, that we do in Haiti. And then we have the education programs. And then also we have a medical program to make sure that people that have medical needs have a place to go, right? And, so, and from that also comes other wellness uh, things that we do as well. And so uh, I want to keep my portion brief. There's a short video that's going to kind of show you a little bit about what we do in Haiti. And then Pastor Dorlis will deliver the message for us. Okay. Haitian Christian Mission has been the guiding light in some of the toughest places in Haiti. 
This year, as we look to celebrate our 50th anniversary, we reflect on the year 2023. Although filled with challenges, God demonstrated his power in our communities through several accomplishments and milestones. Your commitment and generosity propelled us forward in spreading the word of Christ and helping hope thrive in the communities that we serve. Among our highest achievements were the 226 baptisms that marked a spiritual awakening. Additionally, our student summer teen retreat provided a haven for over 1,000 young minds, nurturing their spiritual growth and fostering a sense of community. Last year, 34 solar lights were distributed to students who can now safely study in their homes instead of out in the unsafe areas. However, we cannot ignore the shadows cast over our path. Gang violence was a continual threat to the safety of our pastors, their congregations, and our students. We praise God for the work he did in spite of these threats. Our pastors creatively figured out ways to unite the church community. Some held Bible studies at home when church doors had to be closed. Some welcomed families who had to flee from the gang-ridden areas without any hesitation. Over the summer, 40 pastors attended a training focused on how to lead in these tough times. And eight men of Christ stepped up to be ordained into ministry. In 2024, as whatever challenges await, our resolve remains unshaken. From you and the entire church, we draw strength from your prayers, unyielding support, and the grace of our shared mission. Each victory is a testament to God's faithfulness and the collective spirit that propels us forward toward the next 50 years. Thank you for coming alongside of us and being a part of this mission where hope can thrive. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this uh, short video. And uh, uh, good morning to, I should say good morning to every one of you. It is a privilege to be here uh, this morning with you guys. Uh, this is my second time. And uh, it is always a privilege to be in that place, knowing that you've been uh, supporters of Haitian Christian Mission for over 40 years. I mean, let's be proud, guys. I mean, you should be proud of yourself for doing that, all right? Put your hands for yourself. That is great. That is wonderful. And uh, I appreciate that. This morning, we are going to open our Bible in the book of Romans, chapter 12, reading from verses uh, verse 3 to 8, but the focus will be on, verse four, on verses 4 and 5. And uh, let's, let's read this, uh, this, this portion. And uh, even, even, even before I read that, uh, we bring greetings to you guys from Asian Christian Mission, the same way you've been praying for our churches in Haiti. But our churches, our leaders, I mean, have been doing that for you as well. Because we are one, we are under one umbrella, who is, and that umbrella who is uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, let's read, guys. For by grace... For by the grace uh, given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment and, according, in accordance with the faith 
God has distributed to each one of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do, do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, uh, though many, forms one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is given, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Let's pray. Grace, grace uh, Heavenly Father, we come before this morning knowing that we cannot do much without your strength. We pray this morning that you will speak to our heart, uh, knowing that you make provision where, where we feel empty. We pray that, Lord, you will fill our cup as we listen to our word. To talk to our, to our heart this morning and uh, open our ears to listen to you and to apply your word in lives. Will help us, Lord, to be good listeners, and uh, by being good listeners, we'll be able, Lord, to grasp whatever you want us to to hear, and uh, and we'll be able, Lord, to be good steward of your word, and we know for sure change will happen. We ask you to be with your people. May your spirit use us mightily. I don't know how to speak, Lord, but if you use my mouth I'll, 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 the way you did it for Moses, we know for sure your word will be preached. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, all for one, one for all. That's a great theme. All for one, one for all. Uh, when I was pondering on the theme, one for all, all for one, to me it looked like a call to unity as one body. It is a call to solidarity in sharing the good news. It is also a common call to us to make God known in our community. Why, why not in a failing world marked by division, conflict, and disharmony? The call for unity echoes ever increasingly or ever increasing urgency. So we live in a time where differences Abound. Differences in beliefs, in cultures, backgrounds, and opinions. Yet, in the means of this diversity, we are reminded that we sh of what we've shared together. As believers, we've shared many things in common. Uh, one faith. Right? One faith, one baptism, one love, right? And uh, so one father, not two, one father, who is over all 
uh, uh, not only over all, but he is through all and in all. This is what the Bible says in Ephesians, in Ephesians 4, verses 4 to 6. This is the things that bound us together as one family under the guidance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So Paul is asking, is asking us to, and, and Philip and Ephesians 4, 3, Paul is challenging us to make every effort on our hands to keep the unity of the Holy Spirit through the bonds of peace. As Christians, brothers and sisters, we are called to embody or exemplify these principles in our lives. One for all, all for one, does implies what we, uh, many things. It doesn't. It does imply many things. One of the one. Of, let, let me let me consider some of them because uh, we do have a lot. One for all implies embracing our diversity. Let me repeat this. One for all, all for one, implies embracing diversity. Uh, look at the verse 4 and 5. It says, For just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not, do, uh, do not all have the same function, uh, so in Christ we do many forms one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Uh, this passage is part of uh, Paul's exhortation to the woman Christians about the importance of unity within the body of believers. So Paul uses this uh, metaphor, the metaphor of the human body, to illustrate the concept of the church as the body of Christ. Just as the human body is made up of many parts, each of it, um, each with its own unique function. Function. So too is the church made up of many individuals, each with different gifts in, and abilities. So despite these differences, all believers are united in Christ. Amen? We are united in Christ. Just as the various parts of, of the body work together for the health and the well-being of the entire organism, so too should Christians work together for the advancement of God's kingdom. Those of us who are gifted with teaching, what the Bible encourages us to do, the Bible encourages us to teach. Those who are gifted in serving, please serve. Those who are gifted in singing for the Lord, Please sing, amen? Those who are gifted in visiting our neighbors, those who are sick, pray with them. So please do so because when we do those things, you do those for the Lord. And this is the evidence of the good news in your means. Amen? So please do, do, do so. So each, each member contributes differently to help Federance God scandal. So whatever you can do, please do it because the Lord will be pleased with that. And if we look at Galatians 3, 
28, it says, there is neither Jews nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one and Jesus. All one and Jesus. So let me say this, guys. We are all under one umbrella. And that umbrella is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the head of the church, right? We are the church, but we have a head. The head of our church is Jesus. Yes, Jesus equipped us with leaders like Pastor Daniel, yes. But the head is Jesus. Because Daniel, Pastor Daniel, is under that head too. But God gives him a position to serve in the leadership. He's doing that, right? He's doing that diligently. And he will be blessed for that. And you, your job as a church is to continue to pray for him and pray for the leadership of the church. And God, again, will be pleased with that. So we are on the one umbrella covered by his grace and his power. But sometimes we naturally tend to feel uncomfortable around those of us or, or around those who are different from us. And we prefer the company of those with we look alike. This is human, right? But let me say this. Uh, from a human standpoint, it's okay. It's normal. But it is not normal for Christian. Do you hear me, guys? Christian do not behave like that. Naturally, yes, no, it's normal. But for Christian, it is not normal. We need to be able to be, I mean, to be, in, to, to be in touch with people. Talk to people. Share ideas. You know, share love. That, that's the way the Lord wants us to do it. So, let me say this. Do not let anything divide you as a church. Because we are united in Christ Jesus. First uh, Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you. But, you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. Despite of color, language, nationality, understand we are one in Jesus Christ. Amen? We are one. So I would say the, the faith that we share in Jesus Christ transcends what we call the worldly division. Paving the way for an inclusive and harmonious body of believers. Embracing unity in our, in, our, in our diversity is the evidence of the good news in our church and in our community. So we are called to celebrate the diverse gifts and talent with the body of Christ. Instead of comparing ourselves to others or seeking recognition uh, for our abilities, let us appreciate the unique contribution of each member and encourage one another to use our gifts the way that God wants us to give it for his glory. Amen? Amen. Uh, let me say this. How did, have you been using your gift? Just think about this. Anybody has a gift. Sometimes it, it might be difficult to 
identify your gift. But now, if you know your gift, how have you been using this gift I mean, to help the church? Think about it. Uh, we have a saying in, our, in, in Haiti that says, one finger doesn't eat okra. <laughs> one finger doesn't eat okra. That means, if you, I mean, I've tried, I've tried that several times. I'll try to use my one finger to see if I can, if I can uh, eat okra. I try several times, it falls. Several times, it falls. You know why? Because I'm trying to do it with only one finger. But now when I put my fingers, all my fingers together, I'm able to, to get it and eat it. Just to let you know that, guys, when we unite ourselves, many things can be done. Instead of trying to do it on your own by being selfish, by thinking that I, I do better than you do, and you try to do it on your own, you will not know success. But now when we join our strength together as a church, we can accomplish much. Amen? Amen. One finger doesn't eat aqua. Secondly, guys, uh, all for one, one for all, implies loving truly. Uh, Ephesians 4.16 says, From him, their whole body, fitted and held together, for every supporting ligament grows and builds itself in love through the work of each individual. Let me say this, guys. Love is the glue that holds us together. If there's no love, I mean, people will not feel comfortable to be here. When I step in here, so you welcome us with a, I mean, with smile, with smiles on your face. So you make me feel welcome. You know what? Because of true love. If there is no love at all, when you get here, you would feel embarrassed. Do these people want me to be here? That's a question that, that will pop in your mind. Do they want me to be here? But now by putting a smile on your face, welcoming me, I feel at home. That's why I say, one for all, all for one implies true love. It should not be done with hypocrisy. If I smile with you, that's a true smile that is on my face, not a fake one. Sometimes we do have a fake smiles. <laughs> and it is hard to identify one. But, you, I mean, you will see that anyway. If it is a fake one, you will see it. Because, because fake one won't last. Like this. Okay? It won't last at all. Because it's fake. The true one will stay. You will see it on the face of the person. And you feel, when you meet that person, you feel welcome. You feel at home. So let me say this, guys. Love is the glue that holds us together, the driving force behind our collective endeavors. When we love one, one another with True love, I would say we reflect the very nature of God because God is love. God is love. And uh, love compels us to seek the welfare of others, to bear one other's burden, and to rejoice in each other's success. That's why we need to love. And the Bible says in John 13, 4, 33, 4, uh, 35, it says, In no command I give you, love one another as I've loved you. So you must love one another. 
By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John 13, 34, 35. So let me, let me say this too, guys. We have one pastor in Haiti under the name of Wamelis. Uh, he, he has uh, an elderly in his church. One day, he went to bring some food to that elderly. And on his way going to that elderly, he heard a noise like a baby under the, on the, on the, on, on the pile of trash. And, uh, and he stops to, 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 to see if, if he's going to continue to listen, to hear that sounds. And he continued to hear that sounds. And he tried to remove some of the trash and to see what is there. So the, that baby was crying because of ant bite. Crying. The mother uh, threw that baby on trash. And what he did, that's, that's, that's terrible, what he did, so he, he, he grabbed that baby on his way, taking food to, to, that, to that elderly. And uh, he grabbed, he grabbed that, that baby and uh, tried to remove the, the ants, you know, uh, clean and did all of that. And what he did, uh, uh, he went to, take, after taking the food to, the, to that elderly and, and uh, tell the story about how he got that, that little uh, girl. And uh, he, took, he took the little girl, after that he took the, the little girl to the police station to let the, po the po police officers know what is, what is happening and how he, he get that baby. And uh, after that, they authorized him to keep that baby and he gave that baby a certificate, uh, a birth certificate, now it becomes uh, uh, his baby. And uh, I was able to, to live with that baby, now she's 10, <laughs> she's 10. So just to show you how an act of love can save lives. You see? So that baby could, 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 have, could have died, but because of him going to help that elderly that needed food, that, it, that didn't have anybody to take care of, of her, and now on his way going there, he was able to save somebody's life. That's why Jesus encourages us, guys, in 1 John 3, 18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This, I mean, Jesus is our old model. This is the one that we're following. So let us put our love into action. When we put our loves into action, we save lives. Amen? Yeah, now, do you love truly? Sometimes we pretend that we love, but we do not love truly. When we love truly, we make sacrifice. There's what we call sacrificial love. To what extent you love your brothers, you love your sisters, you love your church, you love your community. So now to do that, how do you express that? What kind of action that you take to show that you love your community, you love your church, truly? Think about it. And uh, all for one, one for all involves, involves serving. All for one, one for all involves serving. So let me say, let me say this quickly. 
Apostle Paul reminds us that each members of the body brings to all the others. Therefore, let us serve one another with humility, compassion, and selflessness. Whether through act of kindness, word of words of encouragement, or sacrificial deeds, let us demonstrate our reliance upon each other in tangible ways within our faith community. So, First Peter 4, 10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace and its various forms. So this morning, I'm, I'm challenging you to glorify God in the way you serve others. Glorify God in the way you serve others. So serve selfishly each other with humility. So when we serve, we look outside of ourselves. So beyond our problems and seek to bring value to others. <laughs> By bringing value to others, you bring value to yourself. Amen. Let me say this again. By bringing value to, to others, you bring value to yourself. And the good thing, you are not doing it for the people, but you are doing it for the Lord. For the Lord. And the Bible, the Bible says, when you give a glass of water to the, to, to, to the lowly, to the ones and needs, you, it's like giving it to me. When you visit those in prison, it's like visiting me. When you care for people who are in need, it's like you care for me. So now, in what way you've been care? You've been in care. You've been you've been uh, you've been in care for for people around you. In what way you've been doing that? So let me say this again. Uh, serving requires sacrifice. Serving requires sacrifice. I would say sacrifices. Serving requires sacrifices. Let me say this and we're going to, we end this, I'm going to end. Uh, uh, we have a church that is located in a place called Latoison. Latoison, that's the name of the locality where we have the church. This church, water is an issue for them. You cannot even dig well in that place because it is rocky. The place is very rocky. So now for them to do, uh, to do baptism, the way they have to do it, they have like a tank that they, that they dig in the back of the church. But what they, to, for them to, to, to do baptism, they've got to walk miles with buckets of water on their head, walking with buckets of water. You guys, you, you are lucky, right? You got, you got everything at hands, you know, but, but some people in serving, they do, they, do, they do make sacrifices to serve. Otherwise, I mean, they, they won't be able to do it. That's why I say serving requires sacrifices. You do have to make some, some sacrifices to some extent to really serve in places like that. So working several uh, trips with water on, your, on the top of your head, buckets of water, you know, climbing mountains, and when you get there, you just... Dump the water, I mean, dump it, dump it in that, in that little reservoir, dump it, dump it, several trips, dump it, church members gather together, that's the way they serve, because they want to get the baptism done, so they need to engage themselves in drawing water, walking four to five miles to get waters, and climbs mountain, sacrifices. This is the kind of service 
Or when you do that, you know, this is very pleasing to the Lord and pleases to others too when they see the kind of things that, the kind of uh, commitment that you put in place to get this done, this brings joy in the lives of the people. So do, this doesn't stay there. When after finishing, dumping the water, get the baptism done, you know what thing, what thing what happened next? They need to collect the water and throw it away. Otherwise, it will smell. Dump it in and right away, dump it out to get baptism done. So this is the commitment those guys put in serving. They serve and they have a heart for it. And they do it with humility they do it as seeing others more valuable than them themselves. And I believe this is the kind of service that, that pleases God a lot. So now, how do we serve the Lord? Do we serve the Lord sacrificially? And uh, all for one, one for all, involve joining. Would you like to join this morning? The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. And uh, there are many who are suffering out there in your community. Here maybe, here in Oregon, here in, I mean, in Haiti, and many other places. How can we join this ministry, the ministry of serving, the ministry of helping to make impact in the lives of the people? I know you've been doing that, guys. Helping ACM for 40 years. Thousands of kids are going to school. Thousands, uh, we, like, we got like, uh, thousands of baptisms are able to perform. And all, all of that, it is because of your help. Thank you guys for being good contributors of the work of the Lord. You cannot go, but you send people. You send your money. You send your resources. And I think this is a, a good way to be part of the Great Commission. May the Lord bless the church. May the Lord continue to bless you guys for what you've been doing. You may not pay attention in terms of how impactful it is, but you've been impactful. You may, you've made a lot of impact in the lives of the people in Haiti. And I know you've been, you've been doing that here too. And the reward will be to you from God. I'm not going to reward you, but God is going to. Let's pray. Our Lord and Father, we are thankful to the way that you've been able to communicate to us this morning. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us all for one, one for all, we need to put our efforts together to continue to work for you, to share the good news wherever we go. And uh, we pray that, Lord, you will open our eyes and our heart to put the, these words in our lives to embrace diversity and uh, to continue to work for you. And this is how the good news will be, will be seen among those who may not know you, but through the work that we do for you, through the way that we support others in our community and the neighborhood we serve. Uh, and the way that we help uh, people throughout the world and uh, they can see light and the light when they see the light they will flee from darkness and they will enjoy your light by giving you their lives because of what you use us to do help us lord in jesus name we pray you guys people say thank you so much for listening to this week's message if you made a decision for Christ or would like prayer with someone from our church family, we would love to connect with you. You can message us on 
Facebook by searching Roseburg First Christian Church, or you can email us directly at roseburgfcc at gmail.com. In addition, if you're listening to this message on Apple or Spotify, we invite you to like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and share it on social media so others can be blessed as well. God bless you, and have a beautiful day.